Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to the show, everybody. How are you? Mark Farzetta with you here for the Farzi Show presented by MyBookie, MyBookie.ag. Just lovely to have you along for the ride. The Dallas Cowboys choked earlier in the playoffs than I thought they'd actually choke. I actually see this is why I don't believe in just being a hater. This is why I believe in being real. I even gave him the I said, you know what? They're going to win one playoff game. They're going to win this game against the Packers, and then they'll choke. But no, 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 no. They exceeded my expectations for choking. They overachieved in the choking department. And, yeah, we'll get to the Eagles and Bucks. But the the Dallas Cowboys, a team that last lost at home to Tom Brady, lost yesterday in the first round of the playoffs at home after winning 16 consecutive home playoff games and choked against Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Now, I will say this. The way the Packers played yesterday, I don't know anyone else in the NFL that would beat that. Maybe the Ravens, okay? Maybe maybe the Ravens. They played an incredible game. Jordan Love played an incredible game. We'll go over the numbers a little bit later. But if you didn't sit back on your sofa yesterday, I had a crazy weekend. I got to sit on the sofa yesterday. I got to watch, you know, just enjoy football, you know? And I, I was locked in. And the Green Bay Packers took the first drive of the game, ran the ball eight times, went 75 yards, marching down the field, killed seven minutes, eight minutes, I believe it was, and marched right into the end zone and set the tempo for the entire game. Dak threw a couple of picks in the game, a couple of great plays made by corners there. Uh, Jair Alexander yesterday was fantastic. Uh, watching him play for the Pack was awesome. Um, it was an incredibly execute. It was a well-organized game plan by the Packers. First and foremost, a lot of credit to Matt LaFleur on that. And then phenomenally executed. And I'm watching this. I'm just like, this is, uh, uh, this is how you do it kids for all the young players at home. Watch what the Packers are doing against the Cowboys. And that is a perfect game plan, perfectly executed with phenomenal quarterback play. And I know that this was talked about on the broadcast yesterday. I know people were talking about it on social media yesterday. But there were a handful of throws yesterday from Jordan Love that I'm watching. I'm just like, that's Aaron Rodgers. That's her, that, 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 that's if you if you squint, you're like, is that Aaron Rodgers? It's not Aaron Rodgers. No, well, that's Jordan Love. No way. 
Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love are, and it's funny because Joe Flacco is probably the worst in the NFL doing this. And don't get me wrong, people that do this with great regularity are often not very good. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. But if you can do this and be amazing, it's pretty incredible. Throwing off your back foot is like the first thing they tell you as a quarterback. Don't you dare throw off your back foot. Don't you throw off that back foot. Ah, fading away from the play, essentially. Being scared. Don't throw off your back foot. Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers might be the best back foot throwers I've ever seen. Like Patrick Mahomes is pretty good, but Patrick Mahomes can do everything, you know, the whole gambit. You know, we talk about catch radius a lot. He's got the throw radius, all right? He could throw it from anywhere, any angle, any foot. He could stand on his head and throw it, whatever. Lose a piece of his helmet like he did against the Miami Dolphins in that win. Anyway, it was incredible watching the, the Cowboys choke that away and really just the, the score was not indicative of the type of game it was. The Packers controlled that game from jump, and we got to basket it, and we got to see Mike, Mike McCarthy look all confused. The rollout shots that they had going to break were fantastic. The what My favorite one was the, the two little boys, right? The, the little boy that was the, 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 the Cowboys fan that was all upset about life, and he's got his head buried, you know, and then the Packers fan sitting right there, the other little boy sitting right next to him, whoopee! You know, that kind of thing. You know, like, oh, look at my team win. Go. We're in Dallas. Go. Your team sacks. No, that's how they talk. Anyway, uh, it was absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. And I was basking in it. And I was like, oh, you know, maybe this is the karma that needs to be put in the universe for the Eagles to win. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm still not picking the Eagles to win. I know in our description right there how the Eagles can win tonight. Uh, to, that's uh, that's what I'm looking at, right? I, 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 I'm going to give you some reasons the Eagles could win the game. Like tomorrow, when I do the show, if the Eagles win, these are the reasons they're going to win. And it's actually, it, it's one big reason. And we'll get to some other things as well. Uh, but I just need to bask. I need to bask in the glory of the Cowboys choking and enjoy every second of it. And good God, if the Eagles do pull out the victory tonight, which again, I'm not picking them to do. But anyway, if they do pull out the victory, then it, it's it really does add a lot more uh, strength, juice, to a statement I made a couple of weeks ago about how the Cowboys are just irrelevant. And I know they're never going to be irrelevant to the world, to, to the to the world of football, because it's the Cowboys and everybody everybody cares about the Cowboys. That's why they always have so many nationally televised games. That's why they have so many primetime games. Everybody wants the Cowboys bump on their network, okay? I, I understand that and I acknowledge that. But as far as like a rival, like they don't do anything in the playoffs. They choke in the playoffs. That's what they do. They choke in the playoffs. So I'm like very. I'm, people get really excited about the Cowboys throughout the regular season, and it's like you know this is this doesn't matter. Like we might look at the Sixers, and I've made this comparison before. We might look at the Sixers and say, "Oh wow, look at this regular season. Look at what the, the Embiid's doing, and Maxie's great, and others and the Nick Nerd." Like we might look at guys like that and go, "Oh, this is great. We're enjoying it." But for us, most Sixers fans, I think, are look, taking this with a grain of salt, going, "Oh, this is great, but you got to do it in the playoffs." Like the Cowboys, do they just spike the football at a division win? Do they just spike the football at, at 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 making the playoffs? Because your bar should be a little bit higher. And no matter how many coaches you have, seems like it's it's not the coach, Jerry Jones. If you're looking around, be like, where's that problem? Oh, I'm I might be the problem, but that ain't changing anytime soon. Which is. Good for us. And, yeah, I, I know there's reports and rumors out there about Bill Belichick going there. I would love to see it. Oh, man. I People are like, oh, no, you don't want Bill Belichick. No, I think I kind of want Bill Belichick. I think I kind of – I think I 
nothing says dumpster fire more to me than uh, Jerry Jones plus Bill Belichick equals dumpster fire. Dumpster fire, uh, and that in that dumpster is flaming bags of poo. That that is the dumpster fire that it would be if Bill Belichick and Jerry Jones worked together. Oh man, I uh, that's just when I saw those rumors, I was like, of course, this is beautiful. I love it. Anyway, uh, so the Cowboys joke, that's bottom line. Hell of a game last night also with the Rams and the Lions. Uh, Dan Campbell has huge um, testicles. He has huge testicles. Second and nine. It's a one-point game. Rams are driving. Two-minute warning just hit. Second and nine. Rams have one timeout. Lions are facing the second and nine. They throw the football. They don't try to milk a little bit more time off the clock. They throw the football. I would love to see the analytic department having meetings with Dan Campbell. All six foot five of Dan, former tight end Campbell. Like, I'll bleed for you. I'll bite your kneecaps. I may or may not put illegal powders in my coffee. Okay. I would love to see the analytical department have a conversation with Dan Campbell the way I imagine the conversations to go here in Philadelphia with Nick Sirianni, where the the, 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 the analytic department is like, beep, I'm bad, I'm ready to throw the ball. And uh, and then I would imagine and Nick Sirianni is like, oh, I, I love the run. I, I love throwing the ball. I throw the ball more. I just throw it. And then I love the analytical department of the Lions go up to Dan Campbell and be like, you should really run the ball and milk the clock. And Dan Campbell just looks at him and goes, listen to me, you son of a we're going to throw this football at second and nine. I don't give a damn. Shades of Gabe Kapler in that voice, and I apologize. Uh, he didn't give a damn. Just like against the Cowboys, against the Cowboys, where they went for it uh, after the penalty for the two-point conversion. They get the penalty, go back, still goes for the two-point conversion. And then, of course, they get robbed. But goodness gracious, the cojones on that guy to make sure they threw that football at that point is bonkers to me. And they threw it, and they completed it, and they won the game. First playoff win for them in 32 years, which is absolutely insane. I think that was Barry Sanders' third year in the NFL. Uh, that's a long time ago. And uh, it was insane. Absolutely insane to watch that game unfold the way it did. I kept on th thinking we were going to see uh, Carson Wentz take on Jared Goff, but it uh, didn't happen. Matthew Stafford would stay in the game. Uh, uh, cut his hand real bad. Uh, had the shoulder issue as well, I think. Looked dazed and confused after that second hit. Uh, he was getting the brake speed off him. I will say one thing. Sutton got away with pass interference. That no doubt in my mind. Like, that was horrendous. Um, Nakua got tugged uh, towards the end of that game. He had an insane game. Um, Puka Nakua did. But uh, absolutely pass interference on that play. Uh, so the Eagles, they win. They head to uh, the Motor City. Let's talk about our Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles go into Tampa tonight for an 8-15 kickoff in the wild card round of the playoffs. They will put a bow on the wild card round of the playoffs. Uh, they will do so without A.J. Brown. Here is your latest uh, injury report from the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Reed Blankenship, questionable. Uh, A.J. Brown, Sidney Brown. We know about Sidney Brown, but A.J. Brown is the one that stole the headlines over the weekend for a number of things. So let's get this out of the way. Um, it's going to be tough, obviously, to not have A.J. Brown playing in this game. Uh, it's going to be uh, 
let's see. A team that already had trouble pulling focus, putting their players in a better position to make plays, and couldn't do it with any regularity as the season wound down are now going out there with their best offensive weapon. Now, Jalen Hurts should be their best uh, offensive weapon, and more on that in a second. But you see some other names on here, all of them for for participants, Britton Covey, um, Britton Covey, excuse me, Jalen Hurts, Darius Slay, Devontae Smith, DeAndre Swift. Uh, those guys are going to be back in it. But without A.J. Brown and this defense, um, it's going to be tough. The saving grace of this all, of all this is the Bucks have one of the worst secondaries in the entire NFL. Numbers-wise, you're talking about a secondary um, that allows, uh, let's see, overall, points-wise, 19.1 points per game. They have the third best red zone defense in the NFL. Uh, the Eagles obviously have not been putting up points as of late, but Jalen Hurts tonight will go up against the 22nd ranked pass defense in the NFL, uh, who have allowed the fourth most passing yards per game in the NFL. If there was going to be a game where you don't have A.J. Brown, this would be the game to not have A.J. Brown. If I had to pick a game, for A.J. Brown to not be there, this would be the game. Uh, the only unfortunate thing about it, it's the first game of the playoffs, so it's kind of still a big deal. You want to have all hands on deck ready to go. I laughed out loud at some of the uh, suggestions about people uh, you know, could help uh, you know, fill the void of A.J. Brown, and it's just like, well, what are you going to do? You Obviously, you have Julio Jones, and okay, Julio Jones has shown he can make some plays for you. Um, after that, what, Alameda Zacchaeus? He had a touchdown against the Buccaneers back in week three when you beat him 25-11. to 11. I have more confidence in him than I do Quez Watkins, for instance. And when I saw this quote over the weekend, and shout out to our friends over at Eagles Nation, part of uh, PHL Sports Nation, Philadelphia Sports Nation, enhancing your Philadelphia sports fan experience, a plug. Uh, Quez Watkins at his locker says that Jalen Hurts texted him, uh, and he said, hey, when that phone rings, be ready to answer, meaning, hey, how about you make a play for me? Like that play you made for Marcus Mariota last week against the Giants where he actually went up and got that ball. So he says, hey, be ready when that phone rings. And Quez Watkins texts him back and said, uh, sheet. Okay. I've been ready. Quez went on to say, that's our mindset. He's got to trust in me to go make plays, and I'm going to do that. I would never expect an athlete, especially a wide receiver in the NFL, to ever enjoy a big old piece of humble pie. I would never expect them to say anything that would hint at lacking confidence. And that right there, I've been ready, doesn't lack confidence. So he's got that go for him. The other thing he has going for him is delusion. It's absolute delusion. Dude, where does this confidence come from? Does it come from making a catch against the Giants with Marcus Mariota? Where does this come from? Uh, look, you rather him have that energy? Than anything else, but when I read that, I laughed out loud. I literally laughed out loud. When I heard him say it, I went, that is hilarious. Good for him to have a confidence. You don't want him hanging his head, but he's going to be a often targeted wide receiver tonight because you know the Eagles are just going to throw the damn ball against the Buccaneers. It's um, it's not a great feeling to know that Devontae Smith's coming off his injury, and he said last week that he's going to be ready to go. We played the clip for you. He's going to be ready to go. He's going to be partying. He's great. I'll be there. Count me in. Great. Love to hear it. But after that, uh, Julio Jones, all right, 
red zone targets galore. We mentioned already that uh, you're talking about the third best red zone defense in the NFL. Julio Jones certainly going to come up hopefully in the clutch in that scenario for this Eagles team. Alameda Zacchaeus, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and hopefully some uh, running backs catch some footballs in this game. But Quez Watkins brimming with confidence, for whatever reason, that he's going to be ready when they make the call. Hey, I'm rooting for you, but I'm not betting on you. So let's talk about how the Eagles could possibly win this game. Now, for anyone that might look at this later, okay? For anyone that might look at this later and be like, oh, he's picking them to win. I am not picking the Eagles to win tonight. And all the beautiful juju that has been put into the air with uh, the Cowboys losing last night, I'm really not allowing that to seep into my non-biased opinion of what's going to happen with the Eagles tonight. But if the Eagles are going to win tonight, they are going to win tonight because they're going to help out their defense by not allowing them on the football field a lot, and they're going to run the ball. It's the first thing. They're going to run the football tonight. That's how they can win this game tonight. If Jalen Hurts has 25 throws tonight, the Eagles are going to win this game. And without going over, if he has 40, forget about it. They run the football. Now, I know the first thing that's going to jump out to people here that even did 30 seconds of research on this game that might have just went to the pro football reference and looked at rankings, for instance. Um, eighth best run defense in the league is who the Eagles face tonight. So that would lend itself to say, well, they're a pretty good run defense there in Tampa. They're probably going to run the football. They're probably going to throw the football. They're a team that wants to throw the football. Anyway, this is more reason to throw the football. And I already mentioned to you tonight the fourth most passing yards allowed per game. Uh, in the NFL, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All, all the numbers, all the numbers point to the idea that the Eagles should throw the football tonight. The Eagles want to throw the football tonight. I would beg the Eagles not to get pass happy tonight. A couple of the reasons go into that. One, I don't want Jalen Hurts and a dislocated finger throwing the ball 40 times in this football game tonight. To me, that sounds like turnovers. Jalen Hurts throwing the ball 40 times without A.J. Brown in the lineup sounds like interceptions and turnovers. That does not sound good. You know what else it sounds like? It sounds like a lot of blitzing. And the Eagles did a horrendous job trying to pick up the blitz against the Giants last week. Not great. Not exciting. Uh, also, the Eagles, uh, with their, uh, their defense and the wide receivers they're going to be facing tonight, I'm not scared of Baker Mayfield. Uh, it's not that. It's 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 Chris Godwin. It's Mike Evans. It's those guys going up and making plays. That's what I don't want to see tonight. But if the Eagles run the ball, milk the clock, uh, attempt to do what the Packers did last night while they were on the road in Dallas against a team that was unbeatable at home, they controlled the game by controlling the clock, by controlling the run. They did it all by using the run game. And when their quarterback had to step up and make plays, oh, their quarterback stepped up and made plays. So, run the football is the first thing that comes to mind when it comes to what the Eagles could do to win this game. And the the that's the first thing. But I think the most important thing is that if the Eagles are going to win this game tonight, the number one route to doing it, the way to getting it done, is has to be an incredible performance from Jalen Hurts. Now, that might sound contradictory because I just said run the football. When the quarterback is called upon to make his throws, to make his plays, He's got to be on the money. The decision-making, the, the situational football, 
All of that, and I know a lot of it comes from the sideline. But as I've said many times before, if there's one thing I learned from the Carson Wentz era in Philadelphia, it's that the quarterback can never be part of the problem. And there have been too many instances throughout this season where Jalen Hurts has been a part of the problem. Whether it's he's coached to do it or not, he decides where that football is going. When he rears back to let go of that football, to let it rip, he's deciding where that ball's going. And if he's going to put it in a spot, he's got to hit that spot. Can't have balls sail on him. Can't have balls in the dirt. Can't have misfires. Can't have misreads. Can't not understand where the blitz is coming from. Can't panic in the pocket. Can't have his immediate def default be flushed out of the pocket and roll into his right. Can't do that. Not in this game tonight. You're going up against the defense that's going to allow you to have success throwing the football. No doubt. But this is a defense that is going to get after you. This is a defense that was ranked uh, seventh in the league in sacks, 48 sacks on the season. Se excuse me, seventh in um, uh, sack yards lost as well. So they can get after it. Todd Bowles is going to be throwing everything in the kitchen sink at Jalen Hurts tonight. All the more reason to be running the football, trust that run. But when push comes to shove and you got to make a play on a third and eight, third and nine, and you got to make that throw, it's got to be on the money. I got to walk away from this game tonight saying Jalen Hurts controlled this offense. The Eagles had a great game plan. They committed to the run. And Jalen Hurts stepped up and made throws when he needed to. He can't be part of the problem. He can't be part of bad decision-making, bad situation, bad situational football, and inaccuracy, and an inability to read where the blitz is coming from. Some of that's obviously going to go on the offensive line tonight. But if I'm sitting here tomorrow morning, if I'm sitting here 24 hours from now, and I'm talking about an Eagles win, I believe what I am going to say in this, in this win is that, wow, DeAndre Swift came back fresh, had himself a great game, had over 100 yards of total offense. Jalen Hurts was on the money. Great game plan by Nick Sirianni. And the defense didn't really even have to break a sweat. That's how they're going to win. I unfortunately do not believe that the Eagles will win tonight. That's my hope of hope, that they do those things. And a couple of those things, uh, all of them actually, sound ridiculous. Because we don't know the Eagles to do any of that. We know they can. We know they can run the football. With the, the supposed best offensive line in football, we know they can run the ball. For whatever reason, they won't. There's not a damn thing you or I can do about it. And that kind of sucks. I'm talking about committing to the run. I'm talking about Jalen Hurts having uh, an insanely accurate and efficient game. And I'm talking about a good game plan. And keeping you know the defense, you know, the Eagles defense, keeping them off the field. Because the, the less I see Avante Maddox at the safety position, and I like Avante Maddox, I, I, I think he's better than most people give him credit for as a nickel corner. But now you're talking about the opportunity of him going there playing safety? No, thanks. No, thanks. So then you're rotating in, what, Akili Ringo going to be on your nickel corner now? Eli Rick's going to be your nickel corner now? Darius Slay's back, so Ringo, maybe they, they bump him to the inside? James Bradbury uh, not looking sharp exactly as of late? Had himself a solid game for himself when he was playing in the nickel in week three against the Bucs. And they did a hell of a job for themselves holding that defense, excuse me, holding that offense to 11 points. All right, fellas, way to be. Mike Evans didn't go off in that game. Eagles, uh, Sean Desai had himself a pretty good game plan going into that one. So this is what I'm talking about for the Eagles to win the game. I don't have confidence they're going to win the game. And here's why. 
it's just so many things have gone wrong for this Eagles team. I would be shocked if they won this game tonight. I was like, even after the Cowboys game, and I'm getting I'm starting to watch the Rams and the, uh, by the way, Lions also went down the field really well on their opening drive, ran the ball well, um, controlled, just controlled. That's something I haven't seen the Eagles do in quite some time. But the reason, I, the reasons I don't think the Eagles win tonight, unfortunately, um, there's just too much wrong. There has been too much that has gone wrong in the last six weeks of the season to give me any bit of confidence that the Eagles are going to go out there and win. Nobody's on the same page. You're losing. You don't have your best offensive weapon. You've lost five of those six games against horrible opponents. And you look like a team that has just been neutered. And people are talking about COVID. Your quarterback is playing after dislocating his finger in the previous week. And Nick Sirianni said uh, Saturday, I think it was, when he was addressing the media, that, uh, oh, no, he threw the ball good. He had a good practice. I think we all had a good practice. And you know, Jalen's tough. He's going to tough it out. I'm like, I don't want him to, uh, to, to tough out anything. Like, I want him to be good enough and healthy enough to play. I want him to be able to grip the football. He's talking about Carson Palmer years ago had to hand off the football backhanded because of an injury he had to his finger. All right. That doesn't make it feel good. Is that what Jalen's going to have to do tonight? I don't like it. But it just feels like from the defense to the offense to missing pieces to no semblance of a decent game plan, I can't expect the Eagles to go into Tampa and face – Look, even just saying Baker Mayfield, people are like, ah, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, it's he's throw Drew Locke won because of who he was throwing to. All he had to do was put the ball there. All right? Like, let, let's think about this for a second, okay? Eagles also on the road in Seattle. Drew Locke, 92-yard game-winning touchdown drive. You don't think Baker Mayfield's a better quarterback than Drew Locke? I mean, just, just talk about it from that perspective. Tyrod Taylor putting up games of his life against the Eagles. Yeah, now we're gonna we're gonna poo-poo Baker Mayfield. Let's be real. As much as I want to be totally non-objective and totally non-biased, Baker Mayfield is a decent quarterback. He's not great by any means, but he's a decent quarterback. And he's got great wide receivers to throw the football to. Great players that will make plays for him. They got a good running game, too. They have a decent offensive line. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And this defense is in turmoil. The Eagles' defense is in turmoil. Uh, there are haunting words that we've covered at nauseum already with what's going on with this secondary. I hope to God that the Eagles are up for the challenge. 
Uh, I hope they're up for the challenge of overcoming A.J. Brown offensively. I hope they're up for the challenge of overcoming all the turmoil and adversity and turnover that they've had as a defense. And, yes, still talking about the defensive coordinator spot. And now they're supposed to go in this game against Tampa and have it all figured out. Hey, look, I, I know the Eagles are coming into this game uh, after uh, the, the stretch that they had to end the season. I know the Eagles are coming into this game with one extra day off. I feel like you need a month off to correct all the mistakes that the Eagles have been making as of late. When it comes to decision-making by the coaching staff, game planning, when it comes to execution, obviously, on the field, comes to getting guys 100% healthy, I, 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 where does the confidence come from that they're going to win this game? And that's where I shift to the idea of sitting here tomorrow after a, some maybe a win, who knows, uh, is, oh, Jalen Hurts was great. The Eagles relied on their run game, and they didn't give uh, Mike Evans too many chances to beat the brakes off you. In order to truly believe that that's going to be the outcome, not just throw it out as a maybe, I have to have confidence in the coaching staff. I have to have confidence in the organization. And as I've been saying over the course of the last really five weeks, how are you supposed to have confidence in this organization? Like A lot of times, fan bases, media, how do you have confidence in this quarterback? How do you have confidence in this head coach? How do you have confidence in this defense coordinator? It, for me, it's how do I have confidence in this organization? And you're seeing reports come out over the weekend about how Nick Sirianni truly is on the hot seat. No kidding. And I know you can easily jump to the idea, because this is where I was before they lost to the Giants. Oh, he was in the Super Bowl last year. He's made the playoffs all three years he's been the head coach. How do you all of a sudden just look at Nick Sirianni and go, oh, I'll push him aside? Well, because this is a total and utter meltdown. How do you, There's some pretty good candidates available, too. That absolutely should have a, a bearing on, oh, wait, hold on a second. I have this coach now, but I can get this coach you know, after the playoffs are over? After tonight, maybe? It should absolutely have an effect. It's organizational. It's not just the players on the field. It's not just the coaching staff. It's organizational. And one of the reports that came out there was from Jeff McClain of the Inquirer that was something that we've talked about all year. And it's something that has been growing and growing and growing uh, ever since really the Chip Kelly was here, which is Jeffrey Laurie has his hands in uh, game day decisions more so than he ever has. Not that he's calling plays down to Nick Sirianni or Brian Johnson or anything like that, but he is become he's become that meddling owner. And Jeffrey Lurie and all owners across football sign the checks. The minute you start thinking of yourself as a football person, that's where you have problems. And that's where the Eagles had so many problems in the Jeffrey Lurie, Joe Banner era, where the non-football people were making football decisions. Andy Reid had a, a, a lot of say and influence and ultimately the there was a power struggle between him and Joe Banner and then Joe Banner and Howie Roseman how he came on on top with Joe Banner uh Andy Reid came out on top of Joe Banner um and it was a lot of turmoil organizationally and then obviously there was the demise of, with Andy Reid being here and it was just simply time to move on we are still very much in a very similar boat where I believe the power struggle is becoming less and less of a struggle and more of more of Jeffrey Lurie just winning. Howie, this is what we need to do. Nick, this is what we need to do. Listen to the analytical department, the analytics department. 
listen to Julie and Lori, and this is the way it's going to be. And that is a very uncomfortable thing. And I think the best way to sum it up is that if you have a football coach, you want that football coach to be like a Dan Campbell, where you look at that guy and be like, that guy's in charge. There's no doubt that guy is in charge. And then you look at a guy like Nick Sirianni, and you're like, that guy is an employee. And you never want to look at your head coach as, as if he's an employee. You want to look at him as he is the guy that is the boss. Even if he's not the boss, and you know he's not the boss, you know the owner's the boss. You always want to look at your head coach as if he is in command. And Nick Sirianni does not look like a man that is in command. And the Eagles have this thing going for him where they think, ah, oh, no, 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 no. We know what we're doing in the upper in the front office. We're making the decisions. Ownership. We're making the decisions. Hey, look. Um, I can't imagine, you know, I, I, I've, I've said this before. Like I never, I never played in the NFL, you know, Jeffrey Lurie's never played in the NFL, but Jeffrey Lurie has been, he owned a professional football team for what, 25, 26 years now. That's pretty damn good. I, I would think if you were owning that team for that long and you're around those football minds for as long as you are, you're going to think that, you know, a thing or two about football, um, but you haven't been in it and in the trenches like those guys have. And that's why I listen to guys like Hollis Thomas. That's why I would talk to my friend uh, Trey Thomas. That's why I talk to the ex-NFL players to get their perspective on it. And then all of a sudden, because you sign checks for two and a half decades, you think you know a thing or two about football. You know what? I'm sure you do. But one of the things you got to trust is the guys that you actually put into power to make decisions for you that were football guys, football lifers. You got to trust them to make those decisions. The meddling owner... For me, I, it feels like it never really works out. And one of the reasons, one of the biggest reasons Doug Peterson isn't here is because that power struggle, he wanted nothing to do with. It's like, hold on a second, I'm the head coach of this football team. I won a Super Bowl with a slew of backups, and you're telling, you're firing my wide receivers coach without, I just said he was going to be back, and you just fired him? That seems odd. And credit to him. I know they lost in Jacksonville. They didn't make the playoffs, blah, 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 whatever. But the, has he turned that franchise around? I think he has. It's an organizational problem that I hope uh, the players, they take the field tonight. I hope they push all that out the window, uh, push all that out of their brains, and they go in there, they focus, and they just win. I just, I don't have confidence in that happening. Uh, offensive line, and I know they didn't play the whole game, but they're coming off one of the worst games we've seen them play. Um uh, Wink Martindale obviously sending blitz after blitz after blitz, and Todd Bowles is going to do the same type of thing and try to get in uh, Jalen Hurts' cage tonight, try to rattle him, try to hit him, try to uh, force him to make quick decisions with that finger. Uh, it's going to be difficult. I I can't, with all the problems that the Eagles have had going into this game, I can't look at them and say, oh, they got this. This is where the switch is flipped. God bless you if you think that switch is flipped. Uh, there's one thing uh, that I wanted to play for you guys. Uh, from Nick Sirianni's press conference. I told you uh, he talked about Jalen Hurts and the finger was coming along in practice, threw the ball well. All right. Uh, talking about Avante Maddox potentially being a safety in this game tonight. Um, he also talked about A.J. Brown. First question, first line of questions uh, that came out were all about A.J. Brown and where he is uh, and who's going to be taking over for him. Here's Nick Sirianni on that. You know, uh, AJ, um, it was going to be a stretch for AJ to play. Um, he did everything he possibly could to get himself ready. Obviously, you all saw the reports. Um, yeah, it's not looking like he's going he's gonna to go, but he fought like crazy to try to do everything he could do um, to do so, which 
doesn't surprise me at all about AJ. Uh, he's tough, and, and he'd do anything for his teammates. Uh, unfortunately, he won't be able to uh, to rip it this week. Ideally, do you want one guy to kind of fill that spot, or, or will it be a rotation? Yeah, no, y'all know what I'm going to say. It's going to be similar to when you asked me about Dallas or, you know, whoever else. is. It'll be, it'll be different guys, you know, and really excited about our guy. I mean, I think that's been a big-time strength of our – one of our big strengths as a team is the pass catchers we have, right? And when you look at it, you, you think about AJ, you think about Dallas, you think about um, – Devante, um, and then you think about DeAndre, uh, the, the role that he has as well. Um, you know, and I'm not even mentioning Julio and uh, and those guys and, and Quez and OZ who've made plays throughout the year as well. So excited for those guys to get a little bit more opportunity. You know, um, obviously you always miss uh, uh, the contributions that, that AJ makes. He's a phenomenal player, um, but really excited about the opportunity. And I know we got – you know, one one reason we're we're in this game and in this position is because of the pass catchers we have. That that in addition to AJ Brown. At what point did you guys? I hope you like tight end screens because they're going to have a lot of them. Uh, they're going to have a whole boatload of those in this game tonight. I I I need to see De DeAndre Swift catch footballs tonight. Like, if you're not going to run the ball, give me the thing that everyone says. Um, when you talk about screen games, their extension of the run. I'll, at this point, I'll settle for an extension of the run. Jalen Hurts can't have that ball in his hand the way he did against the Giants last week. J Jalen Hurts really can't have the ball in his hands the way he did in the last six games of the season. You need to get rid of that ball quick, as quick as possible. It's going to be difficult for him with the finger, most likely, to grip that football and grip it in a way that he can gun it down the field 30 yards. That's going to be difficult tonight. You're also not going to have a guy like A.J. Brown who's going to be available down the field the way he was in week three against the Buccaneers. Quick throws. If if you hate the screen game of the Eagles, the wide receiver bubble screens, if you hate the screen game with the tight end screens and all that, let's go old school, old-fashioned running back screens. Let's see that. Suck that defense in. Suck that blitz in. Dump it down to DeAndre Swift who's got blockers in front of him, and see if you can break one like that. They're going to have a lot of concentration in the middle of that offensive line tonight. That D-line, those linebackers there, Todd Bowles is going to be sending them like crazy. Use it to your advantage. It's the old case of let them over-pursue and exploit. So he's talking about guys that are filling in for A.J. Brown right there. The guys that we're not going to be mentioning, unfortunately, the guys that we hardly ever mention, rather, are your running backs. It's the Eagles last year with Jalen Hurts hardly ever tar targeted uh, running backs. Same thing this year. It doesn't happen. They target the wide receivers. They target the tight ends when it comes to those short, quick throws. A.J. Brown, those quick slants, those are great. Those are the way of the dodo now, not just because he's out, but because they hardly trust him in any way to do it. Why? I don't know. It works great. They never do it. I wish they ran those with the regularity that they ran these tight end and bubble screens. I wish they did that. It'd be a different outlook on this offense all season long. And, and now you're going to be facing a defense that's going to be super aggressive tonight, as you know. They're going to throw everything they have at you to try to get after Jalen Hurts. And the only way that you're going to be able to combat that, especially if your offensive line is struggling to pick it up, especially if Jalen Hurts is struggling to read it properly, you got to have those quick throws to the outside. So you're going to see those screens a lot tonight. I know that's not music to anybody's ears, but can we put a different spin on it? And the thing that's troublesome is we've seen the Eagles put a little bit of a different twist on it this season. At very, very rarely in Seattle, their first drive, you saw a little pre-snap motion with Dallas Goddard before his first tight end screen reception. 
Let me see a little bit of that. Just so where are the wrinkles? Let's see the wrinkles. Let's see the creativity. We saw a little pre-snap motion as well against the uh, Cardinals in the Eagles opening drive in that game. Dallas Goddard did a similar type of thing. I believe they put Jack Stahl in motion, had Dallas Goddard open on the outside. He leaked through and was able to get you a 20-yard game. Where's that? Let's see that again. Those seem like some good ideas. This would be an opportunity to do that. Now, if they're going to be sending guys left and right, there's going to be some big plays available. Yeah, that's where Jalen Hurts and his ability to read where that blitz is coming from. That's where it comes from uh, Jason Kelsey sliding protection as well to make sure they're picking that up and giving enough time to Jalen Hurts to be able to deliver the football well and be able to get those big plays. But again, it all comes back to that's just one of the many problems the Eagles have been having as of late. And defensively, Josh Sweat, what now, nine games without a sack? Hassan Reddick being dropped back in coverage time and time and time and time and time and time and time again? Um, not exactly putting your players in the uh, players in the best position to make a play there. And yet this is the way the Eagles are riding into the playoffs. And you want me to have good vibes going into tonight. Not having it. Not having it. Oh, here's where uh here's the only thing that in the early goings of the game, the only thing that can really make me feel like this oh, we really got a chance is like Quez Watkins has a big play. First quarter, Quez Watkins has a big play. I'll start believing. Other than that, probably not. Probably not. Um, before I get into the chat check and see all you wonderful people are doing this fine morning, um, a couple of things I want to get after here. Oh, I, I, uh, AJ Brown. I, I, I hate this, but this is the world we live in. The social media world. Is AJ Brown now pissed off at the Eagles for ruling him out? A, a reporter asked a question during the press conference of Nick Sirianni saying, Hey, when did you? When did you make the decision on A.J. Brown? And Nick Sirianni said, you know, I don't think that's fair. And I think the, the reason the question was asked, because A.J. Brown scrubbed his social media of all things equals. This is the Internet detectives that we have become. And, you know, at first you might laugh at it and say it means nothing, but that's that's a concern. That's a thought out thing. Go through your phone, delete, 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 delete. There's got to be something to that. And I hate that it that that's the case but that's where we're at I, I don't know where they're at right now i think it's after next year as he gets a big bump in in salary uh one of my theories about aj brown as to why he wasn't talking was because he simply had nothing nice to say he even literally said that in his press conference uh in his media session um but i think if anything was going to come out it would have come out in that 13 minute media session he had in his locker but he was the perfect company man that's not the coaches it's on the players it's on us Coaches aren't lacing him up. Neither is Howie Roseman. Neither is Jeffrey Lurie. Neither is the analytic department. More the players. It's on us. If you're the Eagles, you love everything he said because he played the role of team guy. Hey, be a sport here, okay? Like, that's what he did. And you know what? If you're a coach, if you're an owner, if you're in the front office, you love everything he said. If you're a player, you probably don't like it. But the theory is that A.J. Brown really wanted to go in this game and the doctors told him no and he's pissed off about it. Okay, then be pissed off about it. But I don't, I think it would have to be deeper than that for him to go and just delete the Eagles from his social media. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, if anything on social media, I would love that, I would love for him to say something along the lines of, can't, you know, can't get up for this game, unfortunately. I'm not healthy enough to play, you know, breaks my heart, something like that. Um, but no, just deleted. So it's got to be something. 
There's got to be something beyond that. Not rooting for that. I want AJ Brown to be here for a long time. Um, but that ain't good. That ain't good. Uh, let me tell you about the great people at MyBookie. MyBookie.ag. Take advantage of all that MyBookie has to offer and use promo code Farsi when you sign up and create an account at MyBookie.ag. When you use promo code Farsi, you can get up to $1,000 redeemable cash bonus at MyBookie. MyBookie.ag. You want to bet on baseball? You can bet on baseball when baseball season rolls around. Not that much longer until pitches and catches report. Want to bet on hockey? Want to bet on basketball? How about a little Eagles action tonight when you look at the Buccaneers? What are you liking? Eagles, uh, Bucks, what do you like tonight? Uh, check it out at mybookie.ag. Also, if sports ain't your thing, how about some TV shows? You can bet on TV. You can bet on politics. You can bet on it all at mybookie, mybookie.ag. Use promo code Farsi for up to $1,000 redeemable cash bonus. How about the incredible people at the Game Time app? You guys want to go to the big game? Check it out uh, at the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app to your phone. Use promo code Farzy, and they'll give you $20 off your first purchase. So if you want to go to the big game, want to go to the big concert, the big event, the big comedy show, check it out at the Game Time app. Uh, and how about the Game Time guarantee? If you find tickets in the same row and section for less money, they'll refund you 110% of the difference. How about that at the Game Time app? You can also preview the seats before you buy them so you know the exact viewpoint and vantage point you're going to get at the Game Time app. So sign up today at the Game Time app. Create an account. Use promo code Farzy and get $20 off your first purchase at the Game Time app. How about PHL Sports Station? Philadelphia Sports Station, enhancing your Philadelphia sports fan experience across all social media and blogs. That's phlsportsnation.com. Let's get into the chat check for you today. Actually, before I do that, let me go with the final score. Uh, let me go with the final score for tonight's game. Because uh, I, I, I go do the chat check and then I rush, rush out of here. So I uh, always forget to do that as my computer is acting up. Redamn-diculous. Uh, I think the Eagles lose this game tonight 24-17. Uh, to 17. Uh, If they do the things that I say they do, they'll win. But they're not going to do those things. Why? Because those are obvious. And here's the thing that's really going to piss me off. They're going to be losing 20 to 10 at halftime. Okay? They're going to lose 20 to 10 at halftime, and then they'll start running the ball in the second half, which makes no sense whatsoever. But, hey, it's the Eagles. It's what they do. Um, so 24-17, unfortunately. Unless I do what I said, then they'll win. And I'll take all the credit for it. I'll be like, they watch the show. Anyway, let's get to the chat check, see how many people are doing. Sean Kilray, what's up? Good morning. Nice to see you. How about them Cowboys? Oh, how about them? Go, oh, B.I. Sanchez early in the chat. Good morning, everyone. Happy last Eagles game day. Sadly, I think Tampa wins by two or three touchdowns. Meanwhile, how about them Cowboys? LOL, Cowboys, LOL, Mets. It's good. T-Bro. Ready, here we choke. Mr. Mario. What's going on? Uh, what's going on there? Sean Kilwright, like Ice Cube said today, was a good day, Farsi. I had faith in Green Bay to beat Dallas. Good for you, man. I did not. Morning, game day. What's up, Jeff? Good morning, game day is finally here. Is it a bad look for A.J. Brown scrubbing all social media the other day? Signal is done this season. Yeah, it does not feel good. Uh, I wish it didn't mean anything, but it means something. North Philly, what's going on? North Philly in the house. Jeff's back. What's up, Jeff? Eagles better run the ball with Swift and Gainwell. Quarterback sneaks with Hurts uh, 100% of the time <laughs> if they have any chance of winning. Yeah. Chris, they make 114th a holiday going forwards. Sorry. I think you mean January 20th, January 14th. 
Uh, Randall Cowgirls. Uh, that's my mistake. I read that wrong. Uh, 114th. What the hell? Uh, Cowgirls and Shambles. Randall, I know. Let's bask in it. North Philly. Glorious morning. Dallas Choke choke Boys are out. It is a nice thing. Andrew, what's going on? Win or lose tonight. Happy AF Dallas lost. Godfrey. What's up, Godfrey? Greetings from frozen tundra in Tulsa, Oklahoma. One degree Fahrenheit feels like 80 in my heart because of the Cowboys' loss. <laughs> feels like 80. That's great. Uh, E-Money, what's going on? Go Birds. Everyone's saying go Birds, go Birds. King Pooty. What's up, King Pooty? Where's Micah? Where's Mark? Where's Demarcus? How about them Cowgirls? Do you see Jimmy Johnson at halftime try to rally his team from the Fox Studios? I was like, they're not saying that in the locker room. Mike McCarthy's like, hey, you know, the guy over there reminds me of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that's my dead-on Mike McCarthy impression. Eagles win. Darius Slay, Matt Patricia return to Ford Field. That would be wild. That's a nice storyline for next week. I hope it does happen. 29 straight years without an NFC Championship game appearance. That is pretty terrible. Sean Kilroy, we need to run. Run the ball. If just to help out your defense. Uh, hello? C-Love. What's up, C-Love? If we can establish the run, we'll be okay. I believe Dallas, Zacchaeus, and Quez have good games. All right. I hope they do. I hope they do. Eric Wisniewski, what's going on? I found out Cowboys la lost any video of Jerry Jones' face. You know what's funny? All seven of Jerry Jones's former faces were also crying yesterday. That's a shame. Uh, Dallas is 1-10 in 10 versus the Packers. That's a shame. The Village. What's up, Village? How are you? Randall, good morning, everyone. Village, the uh, door just swung open for our birds. Tampa, nor Lions got a shot. Y'all tripping. NFC Championship game. Here we come. Dallas, I'm sorry, the village. I want to live in that village. Takeem, what's up, Takeem? Dallas cleaning out their lockers this morning. They'll be playing golf this week. <laughs> Rethinking their lives. Enjoy their first place schedule next year, cowgirls. You earned it. Love it. It's our turn, says DT. There's a lot of letters. Our turn, says DT, cowboy. It's our turn like the cowboys to get it done or crumble. If we crumble, Siri awful must be fired and Hertz must get heat like Dak. Uh, I can't go there. Dak just doesn't win in the playoffs. Hertz has already been to a Super Bowl. Here we go. Dak voice. Love it. Far as he tripping. What's up, Village? Thank you. Pencil power says go Sixers. Go Patriots. What the hell? Jezebel. Uh, what the Babs? Keanu Laurie. Said his team is the gold standard with one Super Bowl. Ugh. Keanu Laurie. That's funny. Dan Campbell going home. What? Human beings play football. Sean Gillespie. I agree. Hmm. William, what's going on? Generally speaking, not just the present at the village. All right. Uh, Jalen Hurts finger. How's Jalen Hurts finger really? Apparently he had a good practice. I don't think it. I, don't, I still don't think it's great. I live five minutes from Ray, from Ray J. Huh? It's going to start raining at one. Oh, Raymond James Stadium. Okay. I'm like, Ray J. Uh, the Farsi philosophy playing Monday and watching the Cal Patties choke work, uh, work to perfection. Mullet. Thank you, buddy. Uh, lost their motivation to win because they know they can't depend on the coaches. That's what it feels like. Rudderless ship, unfortunately. 
Thanks, everybody, in the chat. You guys are great. Oh, wait, hold on. 30 to 17. Birds? All right. There we go. All right. We got some positivity. Sun Worshipper, great name. Uh, coaches can teach Jalen how to read defense next season. See, I think he can read a defense. I think he just has trouble against the Blitz. Uh, Eagles really need this win, says MJS. Yeah, and I hope they get it, too. I hope they got it. Folks, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. This is the Farsi Show, presented by our friends at MyBookie. MyBookie.ag. Take advantage of all they have to offer at MyBookie.ag. Once again, I'm going 24-17. Eagles take the loss tonight, unfortunately. But, hey, here's me rooting to be wrong. Jacob Media tonight. Don't miss the pregame show. 6.30 on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Make sure you don't miss that. Um, halftime show, I'll be along with you, along with Bill Calarulo and Kayla Santiago. Postgame show, Mike Misnelli, myself. Seth Joyner as well. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. You guys are fantastic as per usual. And I'll be back with you guys tonight right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Talk all things Eagles. And uh, I'll be back with you guys tomorrow morning as well to talk all things Eagles right here on the, uh, the Farsi program, ladies and gentlemen. Let me just do this. Did I do it? I did it. There we go. All right. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. See you tonight. And yes, either way, go Birds. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.